This is Family Time 98, and we're talking about reflection. This falls under the responsible decision-making, social-emotional learning competency. We're really talking about evaluating and reflecting. We're looking at self-reflection, which is a very important practice, and it can be a difficult one. It can sometimes be a painful experience. It's awfully hard to look honestly at ourselves sometimes. It's, it's a lot easier for us to point out issues we see with other people or to give advice to other people that we don't maybe follow ourselves. Looking in the mirror can be a very difficult thing, and that's what I want my students to do this week. It is a really important practice. It's how we, how we learn a lot of things. The older I get, the more life that I live, the more mistakes that I make, the more I kind of figure out about myself, the more I realize there are a lot of answers inside. We spend so much of our lives looking for external answers. We want advice. We want a plan, a system. We want that silver bullet that someone else has devised. And those things aren't entirely bad. It's great to have mentors. It's great to seek advice from people. It's great to ask people questions and to learn from others. But if we're always looking for outside things to solve our problems, we're often going to be left feeling empty, feeling incomplete. If we're looking for outside things to sort of fill the voids in our lives, that's a losing battle. I've found more and more that a lot of the answers to the most important things in my life are from inside. I think we often, we often know what's right for us. We just get into a habit of doubting ourselves. If we follow our guts and we follow our hearts, that's a pretty good indicator. If we're doing something, a task, a job, whatever it is, and we find a lot of joy in that thing, we find a lot of love, we have a lot of passion for that, that's probably what we should be doing. Whether anybody else thinks it's a good idea, whether anyone else thinks it's practical, we know what feels right for us. On the flip side, whether it's conscience, you get that little Jiminy Cricket thing going, when we're doing something, we, we just have this feeling that like, this doesn't feel right to me. This doesn't add up for me. We're probably right. There's probably a reason that we feel that way. It's important to spend some time thinking about how we feel about things. And it can be hard to trust ourselves. But that's part of why we want to practice some self-reflection. And what I want my students to do this week, what I want all of you to do this week, is 
Think of a period in your life. Think of a situation from your life. And consider the decisions that you made in that period or around that situation. Think of how those decisions, how the consequences of those decisions, how their outcomes positively and or negatively impacted your life. What were the results of the decisions you made? Then I want you to think about what you learned from those outcomes and how those outcomes, if you're being self-reflective, and hopefully we're self-reflective at the time, how did you change your decision-making? And I also, we're going to discuss in class how our backgrounds might impact how we make decisions. Things like traditions, how we grow up, our family, our culture, those sorts of things. Those things do impact the decisions we make. Again, I just think this is such an important process. I try, I'm much more reflective now than I was when I was younger. I think some of that just comes with age and comes with life. I try to reflect on every aspect of my life. I honestly try to purposefully reflect at the end of every day. That's one of the things that I do as just a self-management practice. I'll actually talk more about this next week. So we're going to talk about some organization and things next week. But I like to write a lot of lists of things. I like to be very organized in certain aspects of things that I do. And one thing that I do as a self-reflection piece is I have sort of areas of focus, not necessarily specific goals, but areas of focus that I feel round out and enrich my life. Things that are with my kids, my job as a teacher and a coach, the other creative things that I like to do, my health, the activities, my hobbies. And I kind of just, I will make tally marks next to those things if I addressed that thing that day. And sometimes it's maybe I spent several hours working on projects. Sometimes it's I spent 20 minutes, but I can make sort of a tally mark that, yeah, I addressed this thing that I have determined is important to my life. And that just gives me a chance to sort of reflect too on the day about all of those things. Even if I'm not putting a tally mark next to something, I can look at, oh, I maybe haven't been giving a lot of attention to this aspect of my life for a little while. I can see the blank space. And it just gets me thinking about that and all the whole day. Like, okay, what did I do specifically with my kids? I have things like with my kids, like I want to help them pursue their dreams and stuff like that. So I can honestly look and be like, okay, did I do something today that kind of helped them explore their dreams, explore their passions, that sort of thing. So that reflection piece is important for me. I think it's just a good practice to do every day if we can, because it helps us make these little adjustments. So often in life, we want these big, powerful actions to bring about sweeping change in our lives. And I've talked about this many times. That's rarely the case. Rarely is that how we change our lives. More often than not, it's just little, 
little adjustments. It's like being on a ship out at sea and we're just course correcting here and there, here and there to keep us going where we want to go. And sometimes we'll get a little off course and get a little off course, but we're, we're moving in that general direction. That self-reflection lets us course correct a little at a time, make a little more progress. Another thing I think it does for me is if, if I'm continually self-reflecting and I'm making those little course corrections, then I can do a, a longer reflection. I can look back kind of how I want to do a little bit this week with my class. And it's different. With, it's going to be different with my high school students, certainly different with my middle school students. Much shorter period of life to draw from than I am. But to get in that habit where I look back a long time in my life and then I can look at areas where it's like, wow, I really handled those things differently at that time or I really felt differently about this thing at that time. Sometimes, especially we get to a certain age and I feel like a lot of people don't think they're going to change anymore or... Maybe think people in general don't change a lot. I don't think that's true. We're changing all the time. The key is to make the changes we want to make. And self-reflection helps with that. Another way that I try to reflect is I'll ask myself if every moment of my life was filmed, which I'm glad it is not. But if every moment of my life was filmed, or if I die and whatever anyone believes about the end of this life or if there's things after life, whatever. If, if you had to watch that, watch your entire life as a film or if other people are going to watch it, I think about, okay, where are the moments where I would be embarrassed, where I, I wouldn't feel good about who I was? And I really try to live in a way where even though I wouldn't feel great about everything, that I'd be okay with people watching that film. To be like, all right, like I tried. Now, there, there are certainly, certainly many times in my life where I'm like, okay, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want other people to see that. I wouldn't want people to see me in that moment. And one that something that sticks out to me is when I was younger, I would like to think I have, I don't know if you can say I've totally gotten past this, but I have not been like this in a long time. When I was a younger man, I had a very explosive temper. That's something that I would like to think surprises people. It surprises when I have talked about this in class before and stuff, I think it surprises a lot of my students. That's not how I react to things. I don't think I've had a real explosive outburst of my temper in a long, long time. But I would have sort of these explosive outbursts that were, were sort of violent, not hurting other people or something like that, not trying to lighten it any, but I would be that where I, I, I look back at it now, if I'm, if I'm trying to picture it in my head as a scene from a movie, as something that was filmed, 
this immature young man who would was kind of not good at handling my emotions and would bottle things up and then let them erupt. And I would be the the type of guy who would punch a hole in the wall or break something. I broke a chair one time. I remember having an argument in the kitchen. I remember one time I shared this with my students when I was immature and in high school. And I think I just had an argument with a girlfriend or something. And I punched the center of the steering wheel in my car. And it was, it was one of those moments where I realized how childish and just not great I was being when I punched the center of my steering wheel and it bent in and the horn stuck on. So there I was sitting in my car just having thrown a tantrum like a small child and I'm having to now figure out how I'm going to stop my horn from constantly honking. So those are the things. I think it's important if we're going to be self-reflective to be honest. And that's the tricky part. That's the hard thing. I don't make excuses for that previous behavior. I don't I don't see it as funny. It's something that is not good that I wanted to change about myself. I got to a certain point and said, this is not who I want to be. I don't, I don't want to behave that way. And it takes a long time to change. But it starts with that self-reflection piece of being honest of like, well, this is not what I want. This is not who I want to be. I was recently having a conversation with my son, who's 11, and... I won't even get into the details of the conversation. Anytime I talk about my kids or share a story about them, which I do often, I like to ask their permission and see if it's okay. But I was just talking to my son and I was just checking to see if everything was cool with him. And I I was explaining to him that like, hey, especially when I was your age and all the way into adulthood, I would bottle things up a lot. I would not talk about how I felt and I would want to be tough and I would want to handle things on my own. And I just wouldn't talk about them. I just kind of get quiet and not say anything. It was really just me checking in with him. We weren't having a big issue or anything, but uh, I just wanted I wanted to let him know that like, hey, that's something that I should have worked on earlier. And it took me a long time to realize that it's not good. It's not healthy to just sort of bottle these things up and let them come out in a not good way or to just try to ignore them. And they're going to surface somehow or another. So I was just having that discussion with him. And that's that self-reflection piece. It's a good practice to start building in. So I've rambled on about that long enough. That's what we're going to focus on this week. I encourage everybody to spend a little time self-reflecting. Think about where you have been, where you've come from, where you're at right now. That helps you set your compass for where you're going to be.
Until next time, much love.